0: to him in, in the language of prayer that he's given you would you prepare us Father prepare us for what is coming prepare us for what you have prepared for us for the works you have prepared for us to do prepare us We thank you, hearts of gratitude today. Thank you that we are still here. And we will not fail. We thank you. You majesty. You are the risen king. I to give him praise. Give him praise. Thank you, Lord. You may have your seats. And if you'll help me um, find for me for the projector, please find 2 Timothy chapter two, verses twenty. 21. It's twenty one. This I have never experienced a year like the one we just came through, but it it, it was preparation for what we are now walking into. I remember growing up at what we call watch night service. Anyone anyone have any experience with that? And watch night seriously, everyone came and. Uh, usually we'd come about 10 o'clock and, and, and worship and have prayer and praise and, and maybe even a word and then we would count the clock down and, and I don't know how many years we found ourselves on our knees preparing to come into the new year it was a good practice it, it, it made you center it gave you an opportunity to empty what you needed to let go from the previous year so God could fill you with what he wanted in the coming year. I want to do this this morning, I believe we can do it pretty expeditiously, but I want you to look at this verse of scripture in the light of the table of the Lord. I also want you to prepare yourself to meet more Sundays this year than last year. Will you clap your hands to that and give God praise? We have much to accomplish. In order for us to accomplish our mission this year, we will need to be in each other's presence, and we're going to take advantage of the technology so that we have both. In fact, I don't know how many of you counted how many meetings you had, but my wife and I were just looking over our calendar and considering that we've had double the meetings. Easy. Double the meetings that we normally would have had had we had not experienced COVID. It was a, completely li- a complete lifestyle change. How many of you went through a lifestyle change? Instead of having to get up at 5.30 to get ready to be there for seven or whatever, and you know, no, no more travel time, <laughs> my God. And now many of you are going to work in your pajamas. And some of you are going to work half clad only from the waist up. Uh, have I got any witnesses here? And you dare not stand up, amen? Because all they were gonna see is from your shoulders up. It's just totally different lifestyle. Where parents experienced traumatic situations where they had a break from their children <laughs> for five or six or seven hours now the children were not allowed to go back to class, and so now they had to have a totally, by the way, home office furniture went off the charts in 2020. <laughs> Everybody figured out, I got to have a desk, I got to have a comfortable chair, I got to have a light. I you know, how many of you understand what I'm talking about? It was, just, it was amazing. Computer sales went off the chart. A complete lifestyle change. And we've come into this new year, some people with, with trepidation not knowing what's going to happen or not feeling good about what's going to happen. Others have come into this year hoping, say, oh God, nothing can be worse than 2020. I don't know that you ought to say that because I believe we're going to have the best of both worlds in 2020. Look at this verse of scripture that I want to share with you this morning and, and, and look at it in light of yourself. Paul is writing to his son in the gospel and he says this, now in a large house, by the grace of God, this is a large house, amen, I'm not talking about the building, I'm talking about the people. And Paul, when he uses this analogy of a physical house, he's, don't forget, he's talking about the household of faith, the house of God, the family of God. Are you there with me? Now in a large house, there are not only gold and silver vessels, but also vessels of wood and earthenware, and some to honor and some to dishonor. Therefore, if any man cleanses himself from these things, he will be a vessel for honor. Sanctified, useful to the master. King James is fit for the master's use. Prepared for every good work. And then he has some other things to say in detail that are equally as important, but before I go there, I I thought about it, I was looking at it, and again meditating on it this morning, I I, I saw something Paul gives this, this powerful picture in his mind because every single one of us we have to deal with vessels containers jars clay pots plastic am I talking to the right people today you can't cook without container well I almost have to take that back because these they fix it for you you just go pick it up and put it in the microwave right but it's still in the container, right? Check it out. Paul said, "In a large house, there are many vessels, and they all have different use." And he gets he puts them in two categories. You decide this morning what category you're going to live in in 2021. That so there are vessels of honor. When he uses this word honor, he means valuable. It means useful. It can, that vessel can do exactly what it's supposed to do. Have you ever thought about what your life would be with no vessels in your life? No containers? Think about it. When you get up in the morning, there are all kinds of containers in your physical house. And they all have a purpose and they're all constructed for the purpose. When you get up, you can't even wash dishes without a container. I'm sorry, forgive me. You can't even go to the restroom without a container. You can't wash your face without a container. At least you be washing your face with the water that's in the other place. Have you ever thought about how awesome containers are? Look. Let your eyes go to your vanity or your kitchen, your uh, bathroom uh, sink or bathroom counter. What's on your counter? Some containers have the best smelling stuff in the world. I know that's the way it is in my house. My wife, Lord have mercy. When she walks, her fragrance, fragrance follows her. I have no problem finding her. I just go, there she is. We, we just celebrated 50 years of marriage. Lord have mercy. <atted> Without telling each other, now I'm celebrating. Hey, hey, don't, don't get pushed out of shape. When you get here 50, you can do the same thing. But I'm celebrating all year long. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So our first part of our celebration, we went down to Florida. Now the first day of our celebration, uh, the actual 23rd, we, we you know, we, 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 as tradition, we buy gifts for each other. Which she didn't know I was gonna buy, I didn't know what she was gonna buy. And you know, after 50 years, you just kind of well, Lord, what am I gonna get there? Who, Jesus, what am I gonna get there? And then I, I just thought, I, I, I didn't know, really I didn't know what to do, so I just got real quiet and still. I said, Lord, but if you don't know what to do, ask Jesus, amen. I said, Lord, what should I, what should I buy her? That's a good word for this. some of you in here. You don't know what to buy folks. Ask the Lord, he'll tell you. And he actually put a symbol in front of me, and it was a cross. It was a very ornate cross. And I recognized, ah, Tory Birch. So I, I, I went and got what I wanted, and she has a lot of these vessels of mm, incredible, Perfumes, you know, which I like because smells, that is aromas, not smells, aromas, there's There's a difference. um, uh, uh, (laughs) Aromas uh, trigger in your mind memories. Yeah, every time I smell Chanel number five, I see my mom's face. When I smell, um, oh, old spice I see my dad it's it's kind of amazing when I smell certain fragrances I see my wife and certain memories come up oh clap your hands say amen praise God amen so uh she I, I bought her this perfume and but I didn't know she was buying me a perfume well cologne excuse me that's That's correct, right? So she brought me a cologne, and I bought her a perfume. So we was both smelling good, amen. It was really a wonderful thing. Um, But they all come in vessels. Have you ever thought about the shape of vessels? The shape of vessels are so for the use of a particular thing. I've got some vessels on the table. This vessel is a clay pot. If I drop it, it'll break. And it's dirty. I don't know if you can see it now. Maybe the camera can get it close. It's because it's it, you put dirt in this vessel to hold a, a plant. You plant things in this vessel. Like it is, you don't drink water out of it. Are you there? It has a different shape. Uh, some vessels may, will, can hold, and, and usually vessels are, they can be the color so that you can enhance the surroundings. And you know you put flowers. You can you you can plant flowers in this. You can put dry plants dry plants in this. Some vessels, um, you know, you can see in the bottom. It, it, you can see them. Just depends on what it is. And you know what? This is exactly what God does. And the Apostle Paul he said. You know, he, he compares you and I and the scripture compares you and I to vessels. We are shaped for a purpose. Talk to your neighbor Is that God must have shaped you for something big, amen. Let's say that another way. God must have shaped you for something great. Every person, all vessels have sizes and shapes and the Apostle Paul says this. Would you look there? He says something really interesting. He says there are vessels in a large house. Some are gold and some are silver vessels. By the way, gold and silver vessels are vessels that have had to stand a lot of heat. These vessels all were put in an in a oven and fired even this plastic one needed fire to shape it, and when you are gold and silver, can stand a lot of heat, whereas clay pots don't need as much. The Apostle Paul says, "Gold and silver vessels, and also there are vessels of wood and earthenware. Some are for honor." and some of her dishonor. And then he says, therefore if anyone cleanses himself from these things, he will be a vessel of honor. When he says a vessel of honor, he didn't say uh, a a gold vessel of honor or a silver vessel of honor or an earthenware vessel or glassware, no, that comes out of the earth. He, says that, he didn't say that. He said, if you cleanse yourself, the honorable purposes for which are created for you, you can actually partake of. Can I look at, put it another way? There's nothing worse than a gold, beautiful, filthy glass. You can have a silver chalice but if it's filth in the chalice, who wants to drink out of it? Paul here is not emphasizing gold and silver above earthenware or any other ware. No, he, what he's really saying is, whatever a vessel is created to do, if it's going to be, if it's going to, if it's going to be used for that purpose, one thing it has to be: it has to be clean. continues on and he says, therefore if anyone cleanses himself from these things, he will be a vessel for honor. And he uses the word sanctified, useful to the master, prepared for every good work. Verse 22, he says, now run, He uses two words I want you to get a hold of. Now flee or run from youthful lust and pursue or run to righteousness and faith and love and peace with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Paul says there are some things you need to run from if you are to be cleansed as the vessel God wants to use. Some things you have to decide, no, I I will not let this attach itself to me or me attach myself to it. There are some things that are worth you running from. Some vessels, God can't use them the way he wants to use them because they're too attached the things that defile them, that keep them from the very purpose for which they were constructed. And I wanna say this to us, I want all of us to hear it and those of us online to hear it, that in 2020, this virus was used in many ways and one of the ways was to was to attach us to things that are not good for us that defile us putting us in an environment that would do everything else but sanctify us this is what we're Facing right now in 2020, today. The purpose of God has never changed for your life and mine. But whether or not God is able to bring that about is about what Paul says. You know what? He said, you might be an earthenware. You might be be shaped for a difficult task or things that are not necessarily uh, held in esteem. But nonetheless, if it's the purpose of God, it's a good thing. But you can't fulfill it if you're filled up with other stuff. If you are fashioned for the purpose of God to be revealed to a a people that don't know him, that know nothing of him, if you are fashioned for, for that honor, he said you... He says, Timothy, you, I want you to keep yourself pure from these things. Don't be filled up. And he names them. In, the, in, back, in fact, in the first and second Timothy, he names a list of things that you don't want in your life. So the apostle says, um, no matter what shape you were, no matter the purpose for which you were formed. The only thing, only way you can walk into it is you have to run from some things. What is it that you have to say goodbye? So long. And give me my key back. And here's your keys. Is this working? What are what are the things that you cannot afford? You cannot afford to continue to be defiled with. Defilement means you are on. It's the it's a very interesting word. It's a it, it filth is connected to that word. But worse than that is the wrong purpose is connected to that word. Contaminated. What is it that you have to say, I need to get this off my phone? I'm talking to the body of Christ today and I'm talking to those of you that are with me on if Jerrell, you here? Play some music, man. To make them feel better. All right. What is it that you need to say? You know, when you when you press the button, the, the icons, the what do you call them? The, the the not the emojis, but the um the app. When you when you when you press the app on your phone, you know, if you put your finger on there, hold on there long enough, it starts shaking. Are you all there? Because what, what, your, what your phone is saying, if, 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 if this is defiling you, you can get rid of me. You put your finger on there and it starts shaking. And, and in fact, not just that one thing, all the abs start shaking. And what they're saying is, do I stay or do I go? What is it that you have to say? And then a little sign will come up. It, it, the one of the signs that says that one it says, it says uh, rearrange Re- rearrange the apps, or rearrange, something like that you press that and they all start shaking and then if you keep your hand on it, a little X will come up to see if you delete it or not look at your neighbor and say, now you know he's talking to you, you know he's talking to you I'm, I'm asking the question this morning because the Lord wants to do something great in your life in our lives What is it that you have to say goodbye to because those things defile. By the way, take note, the way that a person can be defiled or made filthy or made ceremonially unacceptable, that means for you to be in the presence of God and receive the grace of God to do what God wants to do, that becomes hindered because of what's in your mind, what's in your eye, what's in your heart. So what is it that you have to take? What is it that you have to get rid of, or run from? I think it's really interesting. That Paul, he re- when he writes to this young, this young, um, this young man in, in who's leading the church, Timothy. You know, he, when you're young, you know your mm-hmm. hormones talk to you. Let the, let the people say amen to that. When you're young, your hormones talk to you. When you're mid-age, your hormones talk to you. When you're older, your hormones talk to you. you, Have I I got anybody here? Okay, so so he says, hey Timothy, you know, now, he tells him earlier, this is the way you treat the women, this is the way you treat the men, this is the way you treat the elderly, this is the way you treat the weak. He tells them, this is a wise thing. This is the way you keep from being defined and the way you keep from defiling others. We talked about corona being a virus we know if you if you had the virus man they want you to, to they wanted you to lock yourself away for 14 days because they didn't want you what i'm sorry what they didn't want you contaminating what other people they put you in one room in the house can you imagine being in the same room for 14 days somebody said yeah The apostle Paul said there's some things I want you to flee from. Flee, what does he say? What does your Bible say? What does he call it? Flee what? I'm sorry, I can't hear you because your mask. (laughs) Can I ask you to lift your mask for a second? And what does it say? oh that's what a youthful 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 lust he said I want you to run from anything that messes with the lust area look at your neighbor he said he's talking to all of us did you notice how in the same sentence did you notice what he said he said I want you to flee he said flee from youthful lust and what what is pursue go after chase after everybody's chasing something what are you running after in the light of communion this morning i I want us before we partake in this table before we partake of his blood and his body even the apostle paul said I want you to examine yourself. I want you to prepare for the most incredible year. But there's some things you need to run from and there are other things you need to run to. And there is no in between. And you're not standing still. There is no twilight here. It's day or night. Are you there, saints? Why am I saying this to you? Because, Paul says, Timothy, these are the great things that God is going to do with your life. But these are the things that are there to undermine or to take that away. And so he says, you know what? He said, I want you to be prepared. I want you to be prepared for the for the master's use. Look at your neighborhood. God, who is your master, has need of you. Come on, tell him what he said. Now, there's nothing worse than than being really thirsty, and you just oh my God. And in deference to the rest of the house, you you want to pull the jug of cold water and just drink it out the field, but you don't. Repent. All right. Don't. And, and but so what you do when you when you're really thirsty? What you do? You run it. You run it, and you grab a a vessel, a glass, and you then you you take the water and you begin to. Have you ever had? Have you ever poured water in a in a glass that's filthy on the bottom? Wow. There is no in between. And so the Lord is putting his hand on the church. The Lord, the Holy Spirit is calling you and I to be cleansed from all of our defilement. You won't do it unless you realize you are defiled. Well, I'm not defiled. No, but your eyes look everywhere; they don't need to look. I'm not defiled. Yeah, but you spend more time looking at foolishness than you do the Word of God. I'm not defiled, but you—you—you—it's hard. You know, you know, you got problems, but it's hard for you. you. We've been doing devotions. How many months have been now, baby? Online. How many? How many months? Four or five months. Yeah, four or five. Gotta be four or five months. You know, I'm wondering what folks were doing before then. We have something for you every day if you want, you know what I mean, you can. And our purpose is to help you. But if you're having difficulty in your own devotions, then i got to ask you a question. What are you chasing? What are you running after? Whatever, whatever you feed yourself with, it absolutely for a word it does control you but whatever you feed yourself with builds up and demands more whatever you feed yourself with you want more and you know what Paul says Timothy you were made a vessel of honor And I I, I need you to to be that, and I don't need you to hang out. In fact, the context here is I don't want you to keep hanging out with the vessels of dishonor because in in Timothy's setting, there were those who were teaching foolishness. And Paul said, I want you to distinguish yourself from them. The Bible talks about them, their appetites, their lust. Their, Their words sound religious but their appetites are lustful. Uh, Are you guys okay? Paul said, Timothy, I want you to, I want you to separate yourself from them. And he says, you know what? If if you will do this, then there, there are, there are works that the heavenly father has prepared before you came on the scene. Every single one of you. There are exploits. There are adventures. There are feats of honor that have been prepared for every one of us. It's perfect for your life. Perfect for your journey. He's he's been preparing you for these things. All these things that God has prepared. Ephesians talks about it. You know, he, He created before. He created the world. He has these good works that He created you to walk in them. That means they were available before you came on the scene. And as you walk with God, God makes available those incredible exploits that you and I were created for what good things does the father have for you and I to experience and walk in if that will be so Paul said you've got to you've got to cleanse yourselves." when he wrote to the Corinthians he said cleanse yourselves from all defilement of the flesh and spirit isn't that interesting There's some things that your your flesh have to be cleansed from, some things your spirit has to be cleansed. You know when we anybody know what a soul tie is? Come on, stand on your feet. You don't like what I'm saying, so I I I guess I'll just bring this to a close. Stand on your feet. Inordinate affections, wrong motives, why is it you're always attracted to the crazy people? I'm really talking to somebody today. It's, It's nuts, isn't it? Why do you get right up to your window of success, then sabotage yourself? Called defilement and in your spirit God needs to change he needs to change something in your spirit don't be angry with God because God wants to help you to live out the purpose of which he created you some of you need a miracle so that your defilement will leave you looking at this the other night uh, in this picture a person being doing really well and then having a visitation of something demonic that draws you into a whole different life and what you got to get mad about is what is that inside of you that wants to go Then the Lord reminded me, that's why I made the cross so demonstrative. That's why I made it so hideous. That's why I made the cross so painful, torturous. Just <laughs> to see what happened on the cross, is a new definition of hideousness nobody in their rightful mind could have looked at that and not be moved if you could look at that and laugh you indeed are the personification of wickedness particularly when you understand what he was doing he was doing it for me That's why we come to the table because it, it, it was to be the motivation to do something that God will help us. But there's a part He can't do and won't do, and there's a part that you must do, and only you must do. That's why Paul made it clear. He said, "Cleanse yourselves." If we if, and then he, and then the Bible says, "If we if we ask Him, He will forgive us. He will forgive us." and cleanse us so there's two things going on there we ourselves are saying no lord i don't want this and he's saying amen i agree with you and i'll take this father in jesus name i thank you today for this table i praise you because you are the one that provided it we don't come to this table because we're good We don't come to the table because we're perfect but we come to this table because we need you we want to fulfill your purpose and we can't i want i'm asking you heavenly father in jesus name that you would remove from us reveal and remove from us every defilement in this next 21 days father as we fast before you would you would you bring up the stuff that needs to be gone from our lives would you strengthen us from the inside out would you purify us so that when we look we see what you've done would you shape us would you remake us I thank you for your your body, which was broken, and that broken body is what bled for us. Thank you for breaking that. Thank you for bre- your body, your flesh being broken for us. Broken by that brutal, horrible treatment. Thank you, Lord, for every Drop of your blood that was issued out, that spilled out your life for ours. And so we do, oh God, what you have commanded. We partake of this body and we partake of this blood. And we remember that you have paid the full price. For our forgiveness, for our deliverance. I thank you for it. Lord, let your sons and daughters who in this past year have been impacted, Lord, negatively by what Satan has set before them. We make a choice today to reject the meal, to run from. What draws us? We know that is evil. We change what we allow to come into us. And I thank you, Lord, for the re- in releasing the joy of cleansing, the joy of sanctification, the joy of being used by you. Thank you for changing what we have considered fun. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for giving us your joy. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to identify that which we must run from and that which which we must run to with all of our heart, all of our minds, all of our souls. I thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for it. That's interesting. That's interesting. The Lord said, there are those who have opted for a little bit of joy with a lot of pain by the things that they have allowed. The Lord wants to reverse that. He he wants you to submit so that he gives you a lot of joy for a little bit of pain of resisting and running to. Okay, so since your hands are like this and since you're like this I figure I'm talking to you. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a moment and I want you right there you can, you can stand. If you want to, you can kneel. Thanks guys for coming. We're going to do this in just a moment. You can stand right here. I, I want us to Maybe some of you need to make that seat for just a moment, an altar. The the whole purpose of this, the purpose is that one of the great things the Holy Spirit will do is he'll show you. Once you see, you go, oh my God. And you realize, Lord, this is not acceptable. What I really want is you. Some of you need to have that picture in your mind. I'm running from this. Why am I running from it? Because it has such devastating impact on my life. Such a negative impact on my life. I run from that. You need to know, tap your neighbor, you need to know what your kryptonite is. Tell your neighbor, you need to know what your kryptonite is. Take a moment. You can kneel, you can stand. I want you to talk, let's take a moment. And I want you to talk to God, for real. For real prepare yourself just a few moments identifying that Lord this is what I need to run to this is what I need to embrace this is what I need to get a hold of and Father in the name of Jesus I thank you thank you for for, thank you for saving us from the bait of Satan thank you for causing us to see what we need to turn from run from and run to Lord prepare us for an awesome encounter with you this this very month Father it will begin our fast and we thank you that we choose to cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit what we touch what we taste what we see with our hands Father we present the members of our body as instruments of righteousness I thank you Lord Holy Spirit would you reward them with your presence would you come over them sanctifying doing the work that we ourselves are not able to do we do what we must do and Lord I thank you. you Then you can do what you can do I bless you and I praise you and Lord we thank you that at the cross it is your blood that strengthens us gives us resolve fills where we are empty allows light where we've been walking in darkness we are your people and we prepare for great exploits would you let it be so with these that are here today i give you praise i give you thanks for this in the name of jesus